Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for women who want to elevate their health, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, corporate girl turned full-time online health and lifestyle entrepreneur. Join me every week for a high vibe conversation that will inspire you to live your best, healthiest, and most high vibe life. Are you ready? Let's go. What is up, everyone? Happy Friday. So I just want to thank you, everyone, for the support and the messages on the last podcast episode. So many of you reached out about a plant-based diet, about a plant-based lifestyle, and I felt compelled to continue on this topic. So I wanted to share some more tangible tips. I did a little Q&A on my Instagram stories to see what are your biggest struggles and what are your biggest concerns when transitioning to a plant-based diet. There's been a lot of you in my inbox that said that you've tried and you failed and you want to transition to this lifestyle and you just can't seem to make it happen. You can't seem to make it stick and you want some of my biggest tips and resources on how to make this transition. And so I'm going to go through, there's five main, main questions that I wanted to cover in this podcast episode. But before I jump into this podcast episode, I wanted to mention that if you do have value and get value out of this podcast episode to please take a screenshot, leave a review. I'm going to be doing another giveaway for these next couple of weeks um, and another giveaway for my full box of my go-go juice. So those of you that take a screenshot, leave a review, well, leave a review and take a screenshot and send it to me, will be entered into that giveaway. And everyone, literally everyone that leaves a review and you send me an email or an Instagram DM with your screenshot, you automatically get my three-part goal-setting workshop. And so that is just a gift of gratitude. So if you leave a review, send me a screenshot of your review or share it on your stories, I will send you access to my three-part goal-setting workshop, which I poured my heart and soul into. It's pretty much a three-hour free course for you. Um, And I absolutely love it. So many people that have taken that course have gotten so much value out of it. So definitely recommend, like if anything, if you just want that, that's just my gift of gratitude to you guys because I truly appreciate all of your support. And the more reviews and the more shares that we get on this podcast, the more that people can hear this message. And to me, this message I'm going to talk about specifically today Today. And last week's episode is something that's so near and dear to my heart. And I know so many people are struggling with it. And I want as many people to hear this message as possible, not just for our own health and for the animals, but for the environment. I think it's just such a powerful message. It really is the only, like the main thing that we can do environmentally to help with lessening the destruction of our earth. You know, we can't really control a lot of things. We can't control where we get our energy from, what causes us to turn on the lights, like what power plants it's coming from, what grid we're connected to. Like we can't really change environmental policies, but we can change what we're buying, what we're consuming and what we're putting into our mouth. And so that to me is just a huge power that we each have as individuals. And the more that we flex that power, our purchase power, the more that our voices are heard. Okay. So with that said, let's jump into today's podcast episode, which I'm going to talk about 
give you some tips on how to transition to a plant-based lifestyle. Last week, I shared with you why, my big why on why I transitioned into a plant-based lifestyle, and I gave you lots of resources in the show notes to go check it out. So if you have not listened to that podcast episode or you haven't checked out any of those resources, please hit pause on this and go give that a listen because to me, knowing your why is the most important reason change, like the most compelling thing for change. So if you want to change to a plant-based lifestyle, I think having a very compelling reason why is going to be the most important part. And that leads me to tip number one, which is know your why. So if you're kind of uneasy, if you're kind of half in, half out with wanting to transition to a plant-based lifestyle and you're not rock solid in your reason for really a lifestyle overhaul, If we're honest, a lot of us depend on meat and dairy and cheese products and butter and all that stuff. A lot of us have the standard American diet. I know I definitely did. And if I did not have a compelling why to change, I definitely wouldn't have changed. There's no way I wouldn't have changed. It's way too hard. To me, it was way too difficult of a transition to not have a strong, compelling why. So If you feel like you need a strong, compelling why and you know that this is a lifestyle that you want to transition into, but it's hard for you to stick with or you kind of like lose touch of of the purpose and the meaning behind this lifestyle, go watch every single resource that I linked in last week's podcast episode. Listen to every single one because that is going to be a huge, huge factor in your journey. So that's step number one is to know your why. Step number two is to know yourself. So I think it's really, really important to have self-awareness whenever you're making a lifestyle change. For me personally, I am a very all or nothing type of person. I always have been, and it's always worked for me. It's just the way I operate and it's how how I work and how I run my life and run my business and run my you know health and fitness. And it's always worked for me. Yes, I do have ebbs and flows and I do find balance. But when I make a decision about something, I cut it off. Like there's no, for me, the slow transition just didn't work. Once I made a decision that I was going plant-based, like I just made it and I was going to figure it out after. So for me, that slow transition to a plant-based lifestyle wasn't the case. Like I literally went plant-based overnight. Now I'm going to talk about step number three, but if that's not you, if you don't operate as an all or nothing type of person, if you have no history record of being someone who's made a decision and once you make a decision, it's final and then it's done and you'll figure out things after you make the decision. If you're someone who likes to slowly make some changes little by little, that is huge. And that's going to play a huge part in your journey. And so just know that everyone's journey is going to look a little bit different. And I know majority of people operate not like me. Majority of people, majority of you listening to this podcast episode are more of the slow transitioners. And so I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that. And it's going to look a little bit different for everyone, but I, I'm going to go through really like the Q and A section. I have five main questions that I got bombarded with that I'm going to talk about and give you some of my best tips. I haven't really prepared answers. I want it to be pretty much organic, but knowing yourself, self-awareness, what type of person are you? is huge. Okay. And number three that I want to talk about, these are more like mindset tips more than anything, but having grace, knowing that there's going to be times where you 
slip up. There might be times where you eat something that you had no idea had dairy or you had no idea had butter or you had no idea that had cheese or eggs in it. There's going to be times when that happens. And at restaurants, it might happen. When you're eating out, it might happen. When you buy an ingredient or buy a, a product, it might happen. And, and just have grace with yourself and don't feel like a failure when that happens. I mean, yes, I when I said I went plant-based and I went plant-based overnight, that is the truth. But I definitely ordered things with dairy in it. We've definitely ordered uh, dressings, like salads with dressing that had cream in it or egg whites in it. We've had bread that had egg whites in it. You know what I mean? Like we've, we've definitely had our fair share of having things that we didn't realize had animal products and it's, it's fine. It's not the end of the world, you guys. And I think being aware and, and, and you learn from those mistakes, right? Like I learned to ask, is there cream in the balsamic vinaigrette? Because in my mind, there's never been cream in balsamic vinaigrette until I went to a restaurant and I was like, this isn't a balsamic vinaigrette. And now I always ask, no matter what the dressing is, is there dairy or eggs in it? Like I always ask that because I, I learned that lesson for myself, you know? So um, I just having grace when those things slip up, if you do slip up or you're not perfect in your journey, you guys, they're perfect doesn't exist. So have grace and know that it's not going to be a perfect journey and that's okay. As long as you're making progress and you're making strides to ultimately living the type of lifestyle that you want to live for whatever your compelling reason is, that's the most important thing. Okay. So having grace, knowing yourself and knowing your why, those are my top three mindset tips when you're making this transition. But now I want to talk about some tangible things and dive into some Q and a stuff. And like I said, I didn't really prepare. I just wrote some of these down that I saw like an hour ago. And, and now I'm going to cover all of them. So one of the main questions, like this was number one that I saw kept on getting re repeated was not knowing where to start, no idea where to start or how to start to a plant-based lifestyle, um, not knowing how to cook or you know what to buy or what to cook. So this is going to probably be my answer. It's going to be repetitive for some of these, but I get it. <laughs> I literally, my standard diet was deli meat, bread, cheese, like mayo, mustard, like basically sandwiches that like, you know, that you have like all growing up. That's what I had. I made quesadillas. I made grilled cheese. I bought ice cream. I bought TV dinners and then would go out by like chicken, get a lot of chicken, chicken teriyaki. I ate a lot of eggs. Um, I, that's, that was like my main diet. I maybe had some like bagged lettuce, hardly any vegetables. And you guys, once I started transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle, the amount of food that I didn't even know existed, like the amount of food that I have that is so yummy and so seasoned and so delicious, I, I mean, I'm just like, oh, there's so much food out there that I guarantee you, you don't even know existed. Like I had no idea what Romanesco was. <laughs> and if you don't know what Romanesco is, it is the trippiest, most beautiful looking plant ever. It's like a cauliflower broccoli mix that looks like this beautiful, beautiful, like, like, I don't know, like perfect flower with like a perfect design. You got to go look at it. It's the most beautiful vegetable ever. I had no idea what that was. I, I didn't know, you know, how to cook anything. I literally had no idea how to cook. I had no idea how to season. Um, 
I had no idea like just how to make food. I didn't even have a cooking background. So if you cook and you generally eat a lot of vegetables already and you eat grains and legumes and beans and tofu and you have some white meat and some cheese here and there, it's going to be easier, obviously, to make that transition, right? Because you already have a lot of plant-based foods in your diet. But if you're like me where you ate a lot of bread and a lot of cheese and a lot of meat, like that was my main diet was like sandwiches. And I think the only vegetables I really ate at the time was maybe like baby carrots. And I, I, you guys, I can't even tell you the vegetables I ate. It was far and few between. So um, transitioning to a plant-based diet was hard for me. So here is where I lived. I lived on Pinterest. <laughs> And I still go to Pinterest when I'm looking for new recipes, you guys. Pinterest is amazing. And I discovered so many blogs and literally what I would what I would type into the Pinterest as a search engine. I, I love Pinterest just because you can kind of see the foods from bloggers, but I would type in easy, healthy, vegan meals, <laughs> quick vegan meals, vegan meals in 15 minutes, you know, vegan meals transitioning to a vegan diet. Like, you know, like I would just search those basic things. I would search easy and healthy and vegan. Just that was like my main words, keywords for my search. And I would save, I had a whole folder where I just started saving all of the links to all of the different blogs of recipes that I wanted to try. And then I would try different recipes and sometimes they didn't turn out well and I didn't season them right. And I always had to like season them exactly according to the recipe because I had no idea how to season anything. Like I literally didn't know any, how what any seasoning tasted like except for salt and pepper. Like that was it. I, and, and garlic, like garlic salt and garlic powder. And that, that was it. I had no idea how to season anything. Now seasoning, oh my gosh, I love seasoning. I love sauces. I love dressings. Like I love all of the condiments because it makes your food taste so good. But I've been doing this for almost five years now. So it's been a long process in the making and a lot of failed attempts. And I'm so grateful that I have my boyfriend to help me out during this process. But you guys, I figured it out and I was able to learn how to cook and I tried new recipes pretty much every single week. And I started with those easy meals. So some things that I would make would be like, vegan burritos, you know, where I put instead of meat, I just use beans and tofu and brown rice and some spinach or cabbage. And I seasoned it with just like chili salt and stuff like that. And so I would make like burritos or have burrito bowls. Burrito bowls are super easy to do. So what you can do, they're also called Buddha bowls is if you have a protein source. So I usually have two. I usually have like a source of beans, whether it's black beans or garbanzo beans or white beans or navy beans. So any type of beans and then any type of grain. So I usually use quinoa, but you can use brown rice, jasmine rice, any of that. You can also put lentils in there if you want lentils. Um, and then really whatever greens and veggies that you want and seasoning. So you could do cabbage, you can do kale, you can do spinach, you can do um, tomatoes and onions and garlic, and you can either have it fresh and raw or you can season, uh, you can saute it on an oven. But if you just cook up all of these different things and then you throw it in a bowl and you put some hot sauce or some salsa and avocado, so good so good and so easy. And then you can use that for multiple meals. So I would just do, I started doing stuff like that. Um, and then I started just playing around with different recipes and eventually you start to learn new recipes. So you guys, Pinterest is a gold mine. If you don't know where to start, 
like that is literally where I lived. I, I was when I was at work and it was dead during work, I was on Pinterest looking up recipes and I was saving them and then adding things to my grocery list. And in the very beginning, you're gonna spend some more money on spices and on condiments and things that you don't usually have in stock, right? Because you're stocking up your pantry. I literally had no seasonings. So Eventually, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, so expensive. But now I just have it on hand and I only restock it maybe a couple times a year, if that, right? So in the very beginning, if you're getting new seasonings and stuff like that, it might be a little bit more expensive. You can get them one at a time, right? But eventually, you're going to get to the point when you find a new recipe, you're like, I pretty much got all this stuff in my pantry now to make it. So have patience if you're not there yet and you have to go buy new seasonings and stuff like that. I also have a vegan pantry guide. I will link that below. It's with all of my favorite vegan like condiments, my favorite vegan seasonings, like all of the things that I have that I use pretty much every single day is in this vegan pantry guide. So I will link it in the show notes below. It'll be that first link that you can click on and you, you can get that vegan pantry guide, guide and download it because it has links to all my favorite things that I use. Um, every day, <laughs> pretty much every single day. It's like my go-to thing that I made. So I will link that in the show notes below, but just know that you're all, everyone's going to have their day one and it's not going to look pretty, <laughs> especially if you don't eat a lot of vegetables, you don't eat a lot of, you know, just plants in general, it's going to be a transition. Okay. So that's one thing that I want to mention is just Pinterest. You guys, Pinterest is a huge goal mine and having that patience and that grace, because for me, there is like, I, I just, it was all over the place. Like I would overbuy food. I would not buy enough food. Like it just figuring out how to cook and how much food that we needed. It was kind of like a shit show, you know, but I, I was so determined and I was so, um, so convicted in my why for the change that going back wasn't an option. And that's why I mentioned it's number one, knowing your why for this change, because for some of you, it might be as hard as it was for me. Meaning if you're not eating a lot of plants already, it's going to be a lifestyle change and lifestyle changes are hard to make. So know why you're making this change. Now, dairy and cheese is another one that a lot of people mention that they can't give up. And I personally just think that there's so many alternatives now that this shouldn't even be an excuse anymore. And here's the thing. If you feel like you struggle with dairy and cheese, I would go watch <laughs> the greatest speech you will ever hear. I think that's what it's called. The greatest speech you'll ever hear by Gary Urofsky. I, I included it in the show notes of last week's podcast episode. I didn't mention it because I forgot about it, but it's an incredible podcast episode and talks about why there's so many vegetarians that don't go vegan. And the reason why vegetarians don't go vegan is because they can't give up cheese. And the reason why people can't give up cheese is because there's literally chemicals in the cheese that give you endorphins and give you a hit of dopamine when you consume the cheese because the, the mother's milk, like it's me you're meant to get like enjoy mother's milk when you're a baby to keep on drinking it for survival. But this is cow's milk. <laughs> you guys, this isn't this isn't your mother's milk. This is cow's milk. And technically, if you think about it, we are the only species on earth. We are the only species that drinks another species milk. And we do that beyond infancy. That just, it, in the animal world, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Now, with that said, 
cheese and milk and butter and dairy, those are all very addictive products. They are. And they're they're not good for you. I'm just going to say it. They're not. Um, and But they're, they're addictive. You know, they, they are meant for you to want to come back to it and feel like you need it. Okay. And so my biggest tip for this is either one, cut, just cut it out completely and eventually your taste buds will go away. You, you will not crave it anymore. But if you have like just a little bit over and, you know, here and there, you're going to continue to crave it and want more of it. But if you cut it out, if you just go, go cold turkey without it and be like, can I do this for two weeks or three weeks? Can I just go without cheese for three weeks? Eventually, you're not going to crave it anymore. Now, the second thing that I want to mention is that there's so many other plant-based alternatives that there literally is no excuse to continue to drink dairy and, and cheese. Like there's so many vegan cheeses out there. When I started, there wasn't a lot and there wasn't any that were good. For sure, there was none that are good. Now there's so many alternatives and I personally don't eat any vegan cheeses. Like if we go out and they have vegan cheese or whatever, we'll eat it, but we don't really buy vegan cheese just because we eat a lot of whole foods. So we try and stay away as much as possible from the processed stuff, unless it's chocolate. Chocolate is like my guilty pleasure, but we don't buy a lot of like the vegan meats. We don't buy vegan cheese or anything like that. I think those are great transition foods. So if you feel like you don't know where to start and cheese and meat is a big part of your diet, then looking at transition foods is helpful. So We do drink um, soy milk and almond milk and there's coconut milk and there's cashew milk and there's hemp milk and there's flaxseed milk and there's oat milk. There's literally a million nut milks out there that you can go try that is not dairy and they taste just as good. Soy and almond are usually the most popular. Soy, almond, coconut are really, really good alternatives. And go try them out. Go try out different brands. Find out which ones you like. I really like Silk. That's a really great brand that I just, I think it's, it's like the original OG uh, nut, nut milk and soy milk. And to me, it's, it's still the best. So I like Silk as the brand that I choose. And then for vegan cheeses, I'm not super familiar with all of the good ones. Um, I know Kite Hill has some cream cheese, which is really good. Um, but if you need help with like yogurt and you need help with vegan cheese alternatives, you guys go to Pinterest. Like I said, Pinterest is a gold mine of information. So many people that are bloggers that specialize in this, like this is what they do is they go try out all of the vegan cheeses and all of the vegan yogurts and all of the, like they will have so many alternatives for you to try. They will have price tags laid out for you so you can go and their reviews of them. So I am not the person to give you reviews because I've not tried all of them because we kind of just transitioned more to whole foods diet. But if you need those transition foods, like you know, nut milks and, and alternative cheeses and alternative meats, go to Pinterest. There's so many resources there. All right. Taste and texture is number three. Um, that's kind of a vague one, but there's, and here's my thing. If you don't like vegetables, because <laughs> I get this all the time from my clients that they're like, I just don't like vegetables. I'm a picky eater. <laughs> I, I just need to take a deep breath before I say this because I know I'm going to offend a lot of people. But you guys, food is fuel. And I'm a huge foodie. Don't get me wrong. I love food at the end of the day. I do. But I also love my body. I also love the environment. I also love animals. And if you love all three of those things, you will find a way to just figure out how to enjoy broccoli and kale 
and spinach and all these green things that are so, so good for you. And so if you're a picky eater, I don't know. Sometimes to me, I know I'm going to offend people, but I'm just going to say it. Sometimes I feel like it comes down to privilege. Like if you were starving, you'd eat anything, right? And a lot of us have gotten addicted to highly processed, highly uh, fat saturated, highly um, salt infused foods, like high sodium, high fat, high processed foods. And those are all very, very addictive. And a lot of us as Americans have gotten fully addicted and our taste buds have transitioned to that type of lifestyle. And that way, and now when you try broccoli or you try vegetables or you try real food, you're like, this is disgusting because you're eating food that is truly addictive and horrible for you and killing you. And so if you're struggling with this, I think some, some, you might need a reset. You might need to just go on a full cleanse to reset your body, reset your immune system, reset your your taste buds, like just like a full reset. And so I will link a cleanse down below. It's a three week cleanse um, that I've done before. And it's a no starvation cleanse. I don't believe in juice cleanses. I don't believe in not eating food. This is really a cleanse that starts, it like gradually takes you to a plant-based diet in three weeks. So what it does is like week one is you're like eliminating certain foods, you're eliminating coffee, stuff like that. And then by week three, you're pretty much on a whole foods plant-based diet and you're eating multiple foods. Like you're not starved at all throughout this whole process, but you're not having food with sugar. You're not having processed foods. You're slowly eliminating meat. You're slowly eliminating dairy. You're slowly eliminating eggs. And then eventually at the end of it, you're like fully reset. Your taste buds have been reset and everything has been reset. So I will link that in the show notes below. I've done it before and it's an amazing cleanse. I don't believe in juice cleanses. Like I just... To me, the reason why I love this cleanse specifically is because if you decide that you want to continue eating like you're eating on week three, you can. You can continue eating like you're eating on week three. There's people that do it. And it's just a whole foods plant-based diet without any processed sugar, without any caffeine. I personally love my coffee. So I'm still drinking coffee. <laughs> so um, you know, everyone to each their own. But the reason why I love this is because it is a sustainable lifestyle change that if you wanted to implement, you absolutely could. So I will link that in the show notes below if you want to check it out. But as far as taste and texture goes, sometimes, like I said, you just need a reset. You need to cut out these foods that you're addicted to. And I know that might be a little bit of like a kick to the stomach, but if you listen to this podcast, you're, you're used to me being real with you guys. And I feel like if I'm just being soft and beating around the bushes and not giving you the real truth of what it takes to change and kind of like the cold, hard truth of our own realities, then I'm not serving you. I'm not doing you justice. Okay. So I hope that, you know, if I did offend you, I hope that it, it, you realize that it came from a place of love and hopefully it just opened your eyes a little bit about looking into your own lifestyle and looking into foods that you're, you might be addicted to that are really, really changing your and altering your taste buds. Okay. So number four is simple recipes to go off of. So I get a lot of comments from people saying that they think it's so hard. Like there's so many complex recipes to make and that's just not true. I'm, I'm not like I cook a lot, but it's very simple, very quick. All of our meals, literally every single one of my meals is 30 minutes or less. Like I make majority of my meals in five to 15 minutes. 
majority of them. Uh, because I don't like spending a ton of time in the kitchen. I just don't. So, I mean, the longest meals that we have are usually when we put stuff in the air fryer, but I, my, most of my meals are five to 15 minutes. So <laughs> back to Pinterest. And I'm going to give, like, if you are looking for recipes, Pinterest, like I said, is a great start. Easy, healthy, vegan meals easy, healthy vegan meals. Just type that up and like go search, go try different recipes. You're, you might have to mix things up and substitute certain foods and stuff like that. And that's totally fine. Like make it your own. Don't be afraid to try new things and try things to make it your own. And just know that sometimes, you know, it just might be a, a wash. Like you might make something that's like not that great. And you're like, oh, well, I tried it. And what could I do to make it better? You know, but as far as simple recipes go, I discovered two blogs that are my favorite blogs to follow. And one of them is Minimalist Baker. So in the name, it kind of says it all. She has a lot, almost all of her recipes are 50, or 10 to 15 ingredients or less. So she also on her blog changes things based on like, if you want no more than 10 ingredients, if you want something that's going to take no more than 10 minutes or no more than 15 minutes. She has stuff in there and they're very easy and simple to follow. Um, and the more like in the beginning, beginning, it wasn't like, but they're very, the directions are great and it's minimal. <laughs> so I, I'm someone that didn't like a lot of ingredients, especially to start. Like I was just like so overwhelmed by so many ingredients. So that was a great place, a great blog. I will link her blog in the bio or in the show notes. And then another one that I like is called Pickup Lines. So her uh, blog is also just very simple, very easy to follow. Lots of delicious plant-based recipes that don't take a lot of ingredients to make. And they're really, really good and really healthy. So those are two of my favorite blogs. I will link them in the show notes below. And I found them, guess, I found them through Pinterest. So like I said, like, don't be afraid of Pinterest as your search engine and just creating like a tab where you're saving all these links. I would email these links to me of recipes that I want to try. And over the weekend, I would make my grocery list and then I would go to the grocery store and I would do all of those things. Okay. So number five is not getting enough protein. That's the thing that a lot of people are concerned about. And I'm just going to smash this, this false notion that you don't get enough protein as on a plant-based diet. You just, that's just factually incorrect. It truly is. You like, and also furthermore, I would like to mention that if I, for the average person, if I were to ask you how much grams, how many grams of protein do you eat in a day? Like how, okay. Like if you're worried about not getting enough protein, how many grams of protein do you actually eat a day? I guarantee you for the average person, you know, someone that's like not tracking their macros and stuff, just going through the motions, you wouldn't be able to tell me how many grams of protein you eat every, every day anyways. You, you have no clue. So there's this notion that we're not getting enough protein when in reality, you don't even know how much protein you're getting right now off of your diet, right? And so, like I said, the average person, like for people that are tracking their food and tracking their macros, that's a little bit different. But most people, most people that follow me, you're not, you're not that into tracking everything that goes into your mouth. So not getting enough protein is a huge myth. I'm going to give you some foods that are just all high in protein. Beans, lentils, tofu, tempeh, veggie burgers, peas, edamame. Those are how many different proteins? So beans, there's a multitude of beans. Like I said, garbanzo beans, black beans, navy beans, kidney beans, pinto beans, chili beans, 
I don't know, all the different beans that you can, you can literally make a chili with your beans. There's lentils. Lentils are delicious. If you get a chili seasoning with lentils, you can make lentil tacos. Those are bomb. You just go buy the packets of like the chili seasoning, chili taco seasoning, and you make some lentils and oh, so good. You can make tacos. You can make a lentil taco bowl, whatever. Tofu. I love putting tofu in the air fryer. I love mixing it with a little bit of olive oil, salt, nutritional yeast, or even sauteing it on the pan. My favorite tofu is the high protein, extra firm tofu from Trader Joe's. That tofu is the best one. It's super firm and it's dense because it's just like compacted tofu. That's the one that we always get is the high protein, extra firm tofu from Trader Joe's. Tempeh is an acquired taste. I personally love tempeh, but there's a lot of people that don't to each their own. But tempeh also is high in protein. Veggie burgers. My favorite veggie burger is the high protein pea patty uh, veggie burger from Trader Joe's. It's so good. It's so good. And so that's my favorite protein patty. And that's from Trader Joe's. Peas, edamame. You can just eat those as snacks. Also, I want to mention that Things like quinoa and brown rice and broccoli and spinach and kale and cauliflower all have protein. Vegetables, grains, legumes, lentils, nuts, seeds, those all have protein too. You are not going to be protein deficient. If you are eating the whole rainbow of foods and the whole spectrum, you will not be protein deficient. There is no one that has died from a protein deficiency, you guys. It's just a myth that has been put out to us by the dairy and cattle industry that we need meat and animal products to get all of the protein that we need, which just isn't true. So if you're struggling with this, definitely recommend go watching those documentaries that I listed, Game Changer, Forks Over Knives, and What the Health. But there's so much protein available to you. And then also, you guys, there's so many vegan protein powders. Like if you have physical goals where you need more protein than the average person because you're trying to put on muscle, you're trying to bulk, there's there's so many vegan protein powders that have pea protein, that are soy-free, that are gluten-free. Um, you know, so you can go check those out as well. All right. So, whoo. I don't know how long this was, but this was a little bit longer than my average podcast episode because I wanted to dive into all of the details. Hopefully you found value in this podcast episode. If you did, please let me know, send me a DM or leave a review or take a screenshot and share it. If you found value in this podcast episode, I think it's a topic that is long overdue me talking about because it's something that I'm so passionate about and I wanted to have one place where if you wanted to transition to this type of lifestyle and this diet that I could send you to. So I hope that this was helpful. And if you have any questions, my inbox, my email, it's all open. Please reach out to me. Don't hesitate. I'm so passionate about this podcast subject that I just talked about. And like I said, if you could do me a huge favor, if you found value, take a screenshot, share it with a friend or leave a review so more people can hear this message. All right. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.